With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Chad on Score North and scorenorth.com. Yes. Yes. And happy Reckless Speculation Thursday here. It's a scoop session Thursday. It's a reckless speculation Thursday with our friend Darren Doogie Wolfson from the five eyewitness news sports department. And a reminder, okay, for the aggregators, for all the listeners, the viewers, <laughs> reckless speculation Thursday is a safe space to float theories, ideas. Okay. Let's, we entertain the premise on reckless speculation Thursday. And there's a couple really fun things to get into here today. Vikings related, but Doogie tell the audience, about your weight loss journey here briefly before we dive into uh, the show. Well, good morning, gentlemen. Always good to see you. Yeah, forget about the start of the state fair. Today is all about reckless speculation Thursday. Speaking of the fair, though, I need to head out there in a little bit to interview gopher football players. It's like a game of Frogger, right? I'll be weaving, <laughs> dodging, right? All sorts of people. But I'm on a mission. I need to go interview these players and get the heck out of there to be able to go watch Vikings-Cardinals joint practice in Egan. Well, mnfatloss.com gives me way more energy than I ever have. I began my journey on July 2nd. I will hit my stated goal back then of losing 20 to 25 pounds, doing it naturally, safely, effectively, no prepackaged foods, no counting points, heck, minimal exercise, although... I love getting my steps in, but there's not a lot of exercise required. It's all about portion control, what to eat, when to eat, how to eat, chicken, turkey, shrimp, cod. I love all that stuff. Asparagus. Love my asparagus. Green beans, strawberries, blueberries, drinking a lot of water, black coffee, getting rid of those sugary drinks. They push you in the right direction. They don't overwhelm you, but they are there. For support. You can't do this journey alone, but I'll tell you this much. If I can do it, you can too. If you're interested in losing weight, mnfatloss.com. Again, mnfatloss.com. Many patients like me lose 20 to 30 pounds in about a month or two. For your free private weight loss consultation, call 763-312-7600. That's 763-312-7600. Or schedule online, mnfatloss.com. That's mn. Fatloss.com. Dr. Adam Schatzko, DC. Results may vary. Uh, Judd, as we spin the wheel of potential doogie talkers here, so are we in agreement jo- Jonathan Taylor is a new one here that we should dive into first? Absolutely, because it is one that I've I've gotten questions about, and I've always assumed it was a complete non-starter. So, yes, if there is reckless speculation coupled with actually scoopage here, let's get to it. 
All right. Well, I do think, Judd, it is a non-starter from the Egan point of view. Yeah. But that the Taylor camp would love to involve the Vikings. That the Taylor camp looks at it and says, hey, great situation there. Alexander Madison, this is them talking. Hey, right? Like, is he ready to be the number one? My client, our guy, can have success in that offense with Justin Jefferson, with those two elite tackles that the Taylor camp would love to see the Vikings get involved with the Colts in trade dialogue. But bottom line, I do not see a scenario where Jonathan Taylor ends up here in Minnesota. Yeah, I'm, I am personally out of the bell cow running back business for now. I'm not saying that uh, I wouldn't be interested again at some point, but it's like, a, you know, we had a long-term relationship with Adrian Peterson had a long-term relationship with Dalvin Cook. Eh, just kind of want to explore my running back options if I'm the Vikings here. But just in theory, what do you think the end price tag is going to be for a team that trades for Jonathan Taylor? Well, I mean, it's not a one. That's fine if they are seeking a one. Who the heck is giving up a one for a running back that also in the same breath, you need to give a big money extension to? Like he's eligible here for a big payday very, very soon. Same draft class, correct me if I'm wrong, Judd, as Justin Jefferson, right? The 2020 draft class. I believe so that's correct. We talk about Justin Jefferson, the extension that will eventually come. Well, Jonathan Taylor is in the same boat. So who the heck is giving up a lot of draft capital, then on top of that, giving him a big money extension? So let's come off the one talk. Can they get a two? Is a three more realistic? I mean, heck, the Dolphins, the Bears, I can make a case for the Buccaneers, even though I like the young running back they have. I can make a case for some other teams as well. So I believe that there is interest. I just have a hard time believing that anyone will give up a first-round pick. And as far as the Vikings go, Doogie, that dovetails in perfectly because speaking of big contracts, um, the Vikings are probably in no position to be trading for guys and giving them big contracts. Um, not surprisingly, in the case of uh, TJ Hawkinson, Kevin Seifert pushed Kevin O'Connell a bit on this yesterday, to which Kevin said, hey, all I've ever talked to TJ about is his uh, previous ear infection and now a stiff uh, back that he has. Uh, but then Diane Rossini, newly of The Athletic, followed up with, yeah, well, he also wants a contract that's going to basically establish a new precedent for tight ends. Uh, with that in mind... What's your best guess, and I've, I've been talking about this for a couple of days now, about the end game here? Because if he's looking to establish a new market, there's no guarantee that Quasi, who's not exactly giving out contracts like Candy, which Spielman sort of did, there's no guarantee that he's going to get what he wants, which means there's no guarantee that there's a new contract by September 10th. If that's not the case, what's your best guess about the end game with TJ Hawkinson? Does he just extend the I don't feel well enough to play act? Does this all end at some point? What is the what's the goal here if we don't have a contract, let's say on September 9th? Well, I think he's out there on September 10th. So that in that case, he'll suck it up. He'll play with the hope that it's not impossible to carry extension talks into the season. I get it. Many teams, many agents don't like to do it once the regular season starts, but it's not against the rules. So you could extend talks beyond 
in your case, September 9th. I just know that both sides have been motivated to get a deal done. I don't deny what Diana has. I mean, heck, she was at Vikings camp last Thursday. So she's been here in Egan. She has great sources. I guess it would be comparable to the numbers we tossed out, Judd. Phil, you weren't here on Tuesday, but we tossed out some numbers on Tuesday. Four years, $64 million, with 40 to $41 million guaranteed. That would reset the market. George Kittle, Declan, correct me if I'm wrong, George Kittle, about $40 million guaranteed. Mark Andrews, mid-30s. Dallas Goddard, mid-30s. Cole Komet, his extension with the Bears a few weeks ago, $32 million guaranteed. Now, ultimately, do I see the Vikings committing $40 to $41 million guaranteed to TJ Hawkinson? I guess I will be surprised. You're right, Judd. I mean, so far, has Quasey signed anyone to a contract extension? We know the Jefferson extension is coming. But there's just no evidence to suggest that he'd be willing to do something like that. So I think Neil Cornrich, TJ Hawkinson will have to come off that cliff. But they're seeking, come down a little bit, meet somewhere in the middle. I'd still like to think that in the end, they eventually sign Hawkinson to an extension. So I'm just going to throw a question out here, right? Just just pontificating here. Just So Kwesi's been in that seat for a year and a half. I think we all agree the Hawkinson trade, getting a top five pass catching tight end for a second round pick. We all like that trade. I do have some questions about, all right, so you make that trade. He has, as predicted, a really good second half of the season. He's primed to have probably a thousand yard season this year. Like, what did you expect going into contract talks? Of course, he's going to want 40 million guaranteed, but let's put that transaction aside for a second. What is Quasi's second best move that he's made in a year and a half? I'm thinking his second best move. Ooh. Drafting Brian Asamoah. By the way, uh, we have an update on that. Judd Judd uh Judd went straight to Brian. I went and talked to him and I asked said, him, "Hey, the the team has your pronunciation this way. How how do you want your name pronounced?" Asamoah, right? Asamoah. Asamoah. Yeah, Asamoah. He, yeah, he stopped in, in in fact, he blew me off cuz I was trying to talk to him coming off the field 2 day, days ago cuz he took part in the walkthrough. Now, he did not take part in the joint practice. And I think those guys are told don't talk if you're hurt. But I said, "Okay, just tell me one thing. For the love of God, how do you pronounce your last name?" And he said, "Asamoah." So I'm now a pronunciation guide guy. Like this is my, this is, to, you know, TikTok, what? 11 TikTok years, and pronunciations. That's 11 your, years that's... into broadcast, in, into actual, just, you know, full-time podcasting, radio stuff. I am now seeking out pronunciations. Awesome. Well, good work. Said. So I will toss out Brian Awesome. Now I think it has a chance to eventually be Byron Murphy Jr. Yeah. Or Jordan Addison. Marcus but in Davenport. this moment, when you present that question to me, like, I pause. Like, is it somebody else? I mean, instantly, though, Asamoah is the name that comes to mind. You know, Judd, I mean, yeah, I'm not, like, out on Quasi. Well, I want to give Quasi a full second season. But I, yeah, I don't know. Here, here's, here's the thing about that question that makes it difficult, and we talked about this a lot last year. They didn't make any real changes. So, like, ordinarily you come in year one, right, and you shake things up a little bit, and, you know, that's when Kendricks goes or Thielen goes, or that's when moves are made or guys are signed. But because you stayed and won 13 games, because you stayed with the status quo for a year, right now it's hard to answer that question because I feel like it's a rarity 
for a front office that is uh, newly in charge to stand pat, but they stood pat. So I, I think if I think in fairness, I'm much more concerned about how his draft classes are trending. But as far as like his moves go, free agents and trades and things like that, it's such a small sample size because of their philosophy, which again, I always go back to, I think was the Wilfs philosophy, which is we want you to see if you can win with this current team. And they proved that they could, at least in the regular season. I'll give you one more. What about convincing Harrison Smith to take the significant pay cut? Now I get it. There's more to it than that. Harrison likes it here, like so many people in the organization. But there was money to be had elsewhere. Now I do think in the end he'll make more money here in 2023 than he would have made elsewhere. But there was still some convincing that had to be done. And I still think Harrison Smith has at least one good year left in him. And for whatever it's worth, because I don't know how to quantify this, but when speaking with Josh Metellus, Cam Bynum, Byron Murphy Jr., others in the secondary, they always point to the quiet leadership, but still leadership of Harrison Smith, that he's a difference maker. I know how smart the man is. He doesn't always show it to us. In fact, he rarely shows it to us on camera. Like, when I interview him on camera, he's very reserved. But I'm positive he is different behind the scenes. So many guys gravitate toward Harrison Smith. So what about that move? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, it's it's an interesting, once you move past the Hawkinson thing, it's like, there's we're, we're kind of waiting for, all right, what's next? What's the next big move? What's the next big, you know, he's he's bought, he's tried to buy low on some former first and second round draft picks. Kind of waiting for that to come to fruition. So, I don't know. Speaking of buying low, by the way, uh, Doogie, we want your thoughts on this. So, Ian Rappaport, there's the guys like Ian Rappaport, the big NFL national breaking news guys, they don't offer their opinion. But Ian Rappaport put out, like, if they offer an opinion, it's rooted in some sort of report or fact. Someone told them something and now they're, you know, they're framing it differently. He had a very interesting, carefully worded tweet yesterday. As the 49ers weigh options for Trey Lance, calling his hometown team the Vikings, who were a rumored destination before the draft, makes sense. Nothing is impossible, but Minnesota has a backup in Nick Mullins and drafted a quarterback in Jaron Hall. Post-draft, these deals are harder to make. But this is a rare opinion tweet from Ian Rappaport. I don't think he's just like, oh, I'm bored. I'm going to log on and throw a takeout about Trey Lance, right? This seems rooted in some sort of information behind the scenes. So what do you make? I mean, Trey Lance lost out to Sam Darnold for the backup job. I don't think it's going to take a first-round pick to get him anymore if you're interested in reviving his career. But what do you think? Yeah, I'm not even sure it takes a day-two pick, right? I mean, I would think it's a day-three pick. Heck, how high a day-three pick? Is it more like a fifth or sixth? Or is it a fourth? But certainly a day-three pick. All right, well, let's go back to April. What did we discuss in April? We discussed this possibility that there was dialogue, that Quasi, his tight relationship with John Lynch, others in the 49ers front office, that there was legitimate chatter. I can't tell you exactly how far that chatter got pre-draft, but the Vikings absolutely had dialogue with the 49ers in April. I believe what we said then, paraphrasing a bit, but what we said then was, hey, 
Let's see how this situation plays out. Okay, so he doesn't get dealt pre-draft. Let's see if he can beat out Sam Darnold. Or let's see how Brock Purdy comes back from Tommy John surgery. Maybe that's prolonged, right? So maybe Trey Lance has a chance to win the number two or even the number one job July into August. Well, as we sit here now on August 24th, we know the end game. He didn't. Sam Darnold beat him out. Brock Purdy is okay. Brock Purdy starter. Darnold backup. Trey Lance sitting there as the number three. Now, the Niners know all about needing a third quarterback. So ultimately, do they move Lance? But I do think his representation, Creative Arts Agency, one of the big agencies, he's got some high-powered agents, that they are interested in finding Trey Lance a new landing spot. So if we want to connect some logical dots based on that pre-draft dialogue, yes, I imagine the Vikings will once again show interest. Now, to what extent will they be the only team? Doesn't mean the Vikings are going to complete a trade for Trey Lance, but I absolutely, Judd, believe the Vikings will once again reach out to the 49ers. So a few things at work here. One is, actually, San Francisco has three QBs because they also have Brandon Allen, who they like a lot, um, behind Darnold. Trey Lance also, uh, so Shanahan, I believe uh, Kyle did, went on KNBR in San Francisco, the radio station out there, after this decision was made and talked about, you know, we still like him, but he sounded like a guy whose intent, he sounds like a guy who's talked to Trey Lance, and Trey Lance says, I want out, and I think Kyle's like, yeah, yeah, that's probably smart. Uh, Trey Lance also, it just so happens, wasn't even at the, at San Francisco's practice yesterday. So they basically said, he either said, I'm going home, or they said, go home. Um, so all of this le- leads me to believe that he's going to be dealt here fairly quickly. What makes the Vikings interesting is a few things. But the thing that I keep going back to is, one, the price tag now. Because it's out, I'm guessing in the spring at, around the draft, the price tag was a far different price tag. And I'm guessing the Vikings said, we're not going to pay you that. That's crazy. This guy at best is a developmental guy. You screwed up, not us. But if you look at what the Vikings are doing, Jaron Hall, um, uh, uh, the quarterback that they just signed, uh, Tamu, correct? Tamu. Yeah, yeah, Jordan Tamu. Almost well, like a gonna... way back one. And who I don't think he's going to be around for long, but the fact is Trey Lance fits into the mold of these guys that are mobile, that can move, that can throw. And so I I think that they're – and look, I'm not – just to be very clear here, I'm not saying I think Trey Lance is good. I have no idea, and I wouldn't give you much for him. Do I think the Vikings are going to be tempted? Absolutely, especially if San Francisco will pick up some of the salary. And as we talked about, Dukes, on Purple Daily yesterday, there's a – Another important thing thing here too, and that is if you if you make this trade now, um, which is what year three of Trey Lance, but when his contract comes up, you're not going to have to break the bank here. You probably won't even pick up his fifth year option. It'll probably be a Jordan Love thing where you extend him if you keep him, but on a new contract that's that's uh, reasonable for you. So I just think that there's a lot of interesting tentacles here that make. Uh, Trey Lance, a potential fit for what O'Connell wants to develop. I just wonder, now Judd, you would know more than I, but the third quarterback, so let's say this comes to fruition. Well, Nick Mullins isn't going anywhere, so he's the number two as far as I know. Like, I'll be surprised if they jettison Nick Mullins, they bring in Trey Lance, instantly Trey Lance is the number two. So during the regular season, 
How many snaps on a per week basis in practice does the number three quarterback get outside of running scout team? So how hard is it in season to develop a guy like Trey Lance? Now I get it. You'd have next off season as well. The number, the salary cap number is reasonable for the next couple of years. You're right. I mean, you don't exercise the fifth year option. You'd work out something else that's down the road. But I'm just wondering, yes, do I think Kevin O'Connell would be intrigued to have a chance to develop, have a chance to see if he can have Trey Lance come close to reaching his ceiling? Yeah, I think there's some interest there. I do, right? But I just wonder how much work can be done in the regular season. What sort of hurdle is that? Yeah, no, it's a good point. Excuse me. I think most of the development comes in all the reps you get from like May all the way through the preseason games. I would say this too, for if in today's NFL, people always point to like, you know, Aaron Rodgers sat for three years and these these old examples. In today's NFL, the way that, that there's there's so much more processing in college and offseason, there's so many more tools for quarterbacks to get sort of mental reps or VI or uh, uh, VR reps, right? If you play like a year and a half as a first round pick and you are nowhere near being a starting caliber quarterback, you're probably a bust in, t- in today's NFL. With with an exception, Trey Lance is the interesting exception because his high school graduating class was 2018. 2018. Since graduating high school, he has thrown about 450 passes total across college and the NFL. In college, by the way, he wasn't playing, you know, Big Ten SEC competition every week. So I like that's why I'm still like if it was anyone else, if if this was a guy who who played you know three year starter in a Power Five conference and he comes in and after a year and a half or two years it's like it's not clicking for him. Christian Ponder, come on, dude, you played it. You played in the ACC, Florida State. You got a bunch of reps your first year, second year. It's not clicking. You're a bust. Trey Lance is still interesting because he just hasn't had reps. Right? I'm not saying give him reps. He's going to be a star. But he kind of like he you kind of put him in a different bin than you would put other first round quarterbacks that you would label a bust, in my opinion. Yeah, no, no. I think that's plenty fair. I mean, you think about the COVID year 2020, last year. You're right, Phil. It's a good reminder of how few snaps he has actually taken. I don't know if you have the specific numbers in front of you, but yeah, go back. Okay, played a lot, what, 2019, but 2020, not so much. One game. 2020, 2021. Yeah, one game in 2020. I think so, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so, I mean, it's just, you're right. I'm just telling you, the Vikings had interest in April. I don't see how that would change now. So I think there's going to be some exploration done. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, but I will be surprised if the Vikings don't at least inquire once again. Since he he graduated high school, he has less than 600 pass attempts in college. NFL regular season, NFL preseason. And preseason. Wow. DTR, for example, has over 1,200. Yeah, the, the UCLA 1400. quarterback. Yeah, 1,400 passes. The 2020 game was the showcase just for him. They they basically they canceled the season and then said, we'll play a game for scouts. So that, that was a game that was like put on as an exhibition game for Trey Lance's benefit. So, yeah, I mean, th- this kid – and look, he got hurt. He didn't play. San Francisco, 
I see Shanahan's taking heat now. Well, he couldn't develop this kid. He's, you know, and he's the great quarterback whisper, blah, blah, blah. But the circumstances are weird. I'm just, I'm just saying, I don't think you can eliminate this as a possibility. Hey, Dukes, I've got, if, if we can move on from trailers, I got a, uh, the last thing that strikes me, because it's just sort of been backburnered completely and forgotten. What do we know about Justin Jefferson's contract extension? Because like the the price tag every day that that we wake up and that news is not out there that he has signed that the price tag on this sucker goes up. Um, so what do we know about that? Because I feel like you know he showed up for camp, he's going through all the drills, so he's been no problem at all. But this is a contract that needs to be taken care of, and and I think a lot of us thought, but that by this point there was a very good chance. Hawkinson and Jefferson's contracts would, would be resolved uh, and both aren't. So what, what do we know about Jefferson's contract? Cause I'm guessing once the regular season starts, they're not going to have a ton of talks. Yeah. I mean, I think in the Vikings world, Judd, the Hawkinson and Jefferson extensions would be done by here on August 24th. It's a reminder of what you laid out a month ago or going back further. It's a complicated negotiation on top of that. The Jefferson camp is still awaiting what takes place with Nick Bosa with the Niners because Nick Bosa will become, in that moment, if you believe Bosa signs before Jefferson, he's, what, holding out right now. Mm -hmm. So you would think at some point here the Niners plan on having Bosa for the start of the regular season. Now, he's a physical freak. I'm sure he's in shape, but he hasn't been in Niners camp. But when he does sign, I imagine it's going to happen. It's when, not if. Bosa will become the highest paid non-quarterback in NFL history. Well, the idea then is Justin Jefferson soon after, at some point, would trump that contract. He would become the highest paid non-quarterback in NFL history. So it's guaranteed money. It's complicated. It just is, right? And, you know, let's remind everybody, Quasi's yet to give out one of these contract extensions, right? So. What exactly is going on internally in Egan? I still think it's going to happen, but I guess I just don't sense, Judd, it's on the cusp of happening. That we'll have news on September 9th or the morning of September 10th that two extensions have been worked out. Maybe one, but I'll be surprised if there are two done by the start of the regular season. Before we get into uh, the rest of Doogie's scoop bag here, a couple shout-outs. We're going to shout ourselves out, actually, first. If you go to scorenorth.com slash shop, You now see two different wings. we got the merchandise you can click on, your Victory Monday hoodies, your your Before I Die swag. Uh, There's a new Flagrant Howls t-shirt. And then there's a collectibles link that you can click on. And thanks to our friends at Universal Sports Auctions, it takes you to a glorious page of sports merchandise, signed, authenticated. In fact, uh, we received a list a couple days ago of the most popular items that you guys, the audience, have purchased so far here and the Justin Jefferson one-handed catch where he's jumping up in Buffalo one hand between three defenders there is a signed framed photo that's the most popular item so far you can buy it right now scorenorth.com slash shop click on collectibles use the promo code score to save 10% on all products site-wide so thank you for um, for partaking in this we just wanted to bring some cool things to you courtesy of our friends, or I guess via our friends at Universal Sports Auctions. And also a shout-out to our friends at Power Lodge and Miller Marine. You know, I know this is the State Fair kind of signal. It's the end of summer or whatever. 
hogwash. There's still plenty of great weather, plenty of great weekends, and there's plenty of great pontoons, Bennington pontoons, at your local Power Lodge or Miller Marine in St. Cloud. Throttle therapy is still in play here, Judd. Look at Judd's biceps right there with that fishing pole, by the way. Oh, and I'm doing backflips into the water. I mean, it is unbelievable. <laughs> you talk about a freak athlete. Forget Justin Jefferson. It's it's sports dad right, right here. But, yes. Oh, yeah. The Mikey season is about to start. How do you get the rest and relaxation that you so richly deserve before this team starts to drive you up the wall? Hopefully win a lot of football games, throttle therapy. So, yes, Miller Marine Power Lodge. Get out on that Bennington and enjoy. PowerLodge.com, MillerMarine.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. All right, Dukes, what else do you have in your scoops bag for us? Well, one more in the Vikings. So as we approach next Tuesday, cutdown day, I will put the over-under on Vikings trades made at 0.5. Maybe I should go higher. But 0.5, I will take the over. So I think at least one trade. Doesn't necessarily mean Trey Lance. Heck, it might be somebody going out from here for some sort of conditional seventh-round draft pick in a year or two. But... I just think at least one trade is coming in the next handful of days. All right, let's go back to Tuesday. Declan, that Bill Simmons tweet saying, hey, if you're Dame Lillard, right, look at what Ant is doing with Team USA. Dame, come to your senses. Forget Miami. You need to be in Minnesota. Carl Anthony Towns to Portland form this threesome with Rudy Gobert, Anthony Edwards, yourself. Okay, so I said there's just no sense the Wolves are actually entertaining such an idea. Plus, I have a hard time believing that Damian Lillard would embrace a move here to Minnesota. Here is one more tentacle. If you want to call it reckless speculation, fine. The Portland Trailblazers are not. Let's make sure we let's label this properly. Reckless speculation. There is no sense that the Portland Trailblazers are actually interested in Carl Anthony Towns. Right, so let's start there. I just don't think, I don't sense that there's a lot of trade interest league-wide right now in Cat. Now, I think he'll have a rebound year in many ways. That's why I continue to think that next June can be very fascinating. That his guy Leon in New York, others with the Knicks, that the Knicks would have some interest. Heck, Dallas at different points. You know, depending on how this next season goes, you know, does Dallas blow things up? There's some other possibilities as well. Maybe Toronto, right? I can go through a few teams, maybe Chicago, but certainly New York. 
But like right now, I just don't sense there's a lot of cat trade interest. Now, if he plays well for the Dominican here in the FIBA World Cup, which ramps up this weekend, he maintains his health throughout the regular season. I think the Wolves are going to have a good year, right? We can have a different conversation come either the trade deadline or next June. But right now, in this moment, I'm just telling you, coming off the chatter we had on Tuesday, I just don't sense, I don't say this lightly, I just don't sense there's a lot of cat trade interest across the league right now. And that makes sense for a few reasons. Number one, the guy missed, you know, 50-plus games with an injury. In the 29 games he did play in the regular season, analytically, if you want to look at, like, win shares, player efficiency rating, it was one of his worst seasons from that standpoint. He was also being asked to do a lot of different things compared to maybe, you know, the first handful of years uh, in the league. So he he was being asked to adjust more than almost anyone, and I've been hard on him more than anyone, but I will give him that. And then there's also, you know, the the, the, the Wolves fought their asses off in that first-round series against the Nuggets, and he had a couple big games. But, but the gap between him and the other elite bigs, you know, between him and Jokic, between him and Embiid, is so much more pronounced than it was a couple of years ago that if I'm a buyer, potential buyer, I want to see, can you come back, stay healthy for at least 70 games? Can you get back to maybe where we thought you were going to be a couple of years ago? And, um, and then maybe we can entertain some trade discussions. Now, the thing is, if he gets back to that level, do the Wolves want to keep him? Would they, would they look to keep it all together in some way, even though they're fighting against the second uh, luxury tax apron? There's, there's a lot to figure out in the next you know, 10 months for the Wolves. Correct. That's why next summer, I'm telling you, has a chance to be very, very fascinating. But I do think the Wolves are going to be good. But you think about $262 million, Remind me, I think there's a trade kicker in Cat's contract, right? Mm-hmm. So that adds another layer. That's just that's a lot for another team to absorb. Yeah. But yeah, if he has a good year, a good bounce back year, that changes things. But right now, I'm just telling you, like across the league, you know, not that the Wolves were going to move him, but I sense they at least took the temperature of a lot of the league. I just don't think they got a whole lot of positive feedback. I really don't. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, final scoops. Judd, what do you got? I got a twins thing for you. Because uh, I saw something out of Milwaukee, I believe, a couple days ago. Story in, I think, the Star Tribune, Athletic, and probably Pioneer Press as well, to credit everyone across the board. Are we are we really looking at torturing where we're playing, guys, to get Byron Buxton in the lineup as a DH now? Now, now they're like, well, when he comes back, we're not quite sure. Edward Julian um, has been working at first base in the blowout loss to the Brewers a couple days ago he actually got into a game late there uh, but then I saw this entire story about how we might be having to move guys around to accommodate Buxton it, it, stop me if I'm wrong here but is this not a recipe for playoff disaster trying to play guys at positions at which they might not be familiar just to make it work for like Buxton I, I this sounds idiotic to me play people where they're comfortable Edward Julian can barely play second base. What on God's green earth makes you think that he can play first base? And we're all and we're doing this for a guy who is look, God bless him, tries his hardest. Byron Buxton, I don't question his work ethic at all, right? But he has been injured and he has not had a great year by any means. What are we doing here? Why are we doing this? What and I saw that and I'm like, oh my god, this is going to be this is going to be Edward Julian. It's uh, someone's going to bunt, he's going to field the ball, and he's going to throw it into the right field stands by accident. Idiotic. 
I have a hard time believing, Judd, in the end, that Eddie Julian is playing any meaningful innings at first base. In a blowout loss on yeah. Tuesday night in Milwaukee, I mean, it was close until, you know, Dylan Floro, you know, B-A-B-I-P'd to death, right? Not like he was giving up a lot of hard contact. But, yeah, that game snowballed inning seven, eight, nine after that sixth inning. Okay, chance to get Julian in for an inning, or maybe it was two at first base. On Tuesday, October 3rd, game one, whether it's the Blue Jays at the Twins, the Astros, the Rangers, the Rays, the Mariners. Heck, right now it looks like it might be the Mariners, although they may move from six to five pretty quick, right? The way Texas is failing right now. Whoever it is, Rangers, Mariners, Blue Jays at Twins, Tuesday, October 3rd, Eddie Julian is going to be the DH. He just is, right? Polanco at second, Royce Lewis at third. Yeah, okay, we can question whether Buxton is in the field or not. Is he playing center or is it Michael A. Taylor? Is it Ryan Jeffers catching? He should. Or is it Christian Vasquez? But I'm just telling you, like Eddie Julian is not. Judd, I have a hard time believing. Maybe this is reckless speculation. Fine. But like Eddie Julian's not going to be in the field for a playoff game. I'm sorry. It's just that can't happen. The opening October 3rd, I'm with you completely. I don't think anyone's that stupid. But what I'm saying is, what about October 4th in the 6th inning when somebody potentially gets cute? That's my concern. Like, Eddie Julian, they're working him at first base. And what concerns me here is the temptation then, because they definitely have this philosophy of, oh, it's positionless baseball. We could play this guy here and that guy there, and sometimes it works, but sometimes it's a disaster. Do I trust the Twins? That That's the real question here. The answer yeah, is it seems no. like well, you, you have some justifiable trust issues here that you're working yes. through. And that's I get it. Is it possible it's just some sort of insurance policy in the event that you feel better if Alex Kirloff's shoulder doesn't heal? Now, Kirloff has told us he fully believes he will be back before the season is over. That Kirloff, in his mind, will be okay to play first base on October 3rd. But is it possible if the shoulder doesn't heal in time? that you would feel better in a game one against Kevin Gossman or Luis Castillo or you name the right-handed starting pitcher, that you would feel better about Julian in the lineup than Donovan Solano. Thus, maybe you would see Julian at first base. I'm just going on the idea, now maybe I shouldn't trust Kirilov with his injury history, but he knows his body better than anyone, that he has been telling people close to him that I am not done for the season. So I'm just basing my intel, my info, on the belief that Kirilov will be back. Now, it might still be three or four weeks, that he'll be back in time for the playoffs. All right. Dukes, any uh, final scoops before we say goodbye here today? Yeah, one quickly on Gophers football. So I'm heading out to the fair to catch up with Ethan Kelly McMahon and some other players in a little bit. But one week from today, the opener, Gophers, Nebraska, Huntington Bank Stadium, The Gophers anticipate a sellout. I think I mentioned that on Tuesday. So it's trending in the direction of all tickets being sold. Thank you, Nebraska Cornhuskers Nation. But the Gophers still await word on Minneapolis native, former Minnehaha Academy star Craig McDonald. The transfer from Auburn started his collegiate career at Iowa State, then had his one-time transfer to Auburn. Well, he's now a Gopher. Transferred from Auburn to Minnesota. Can play nickelback, safety, even a little linebacker, he is still awaiting word from the NCAA. Will he have immediate eligibility? He is still awaiting word on the waiver. The Gophers all along 
have been optimistic that they will get good news. But I checked again last night, still no word. Maybe it comes today, tomorrow, or Monday. I can't imagine it goes much beyond Monday, but the Gophers remain optimistic. The NCAA can do weird stuff, but the Gophers remain optimistic that Craig McDonald will be able to play one week from tonight. Um, There he is. What a great Thursday scoop session here. A little reckless speculation, some inside information. Uh, We pretty much hit all the bases here. So thank you, Doogie. You got it, boys. Take it easy. I'll see you, Judd, later today. You will. All right. Darren Doogie Wolfson. By the way, if you want to see Judd's angst in person at Target Field, you can get tickets to an upcoming Twins game. All right, they've got seven consecutive home games starting tonight against the Texas Rangers, four against the Rangers, three against the Gardos. Gardos. And that's why then they go on the road against the Rangers and the Gardos. But the uh, the Yankees are coming to town, the the reeling depleted Yankees in early mm. September, and uh, some other home games too. Quins.com slash tickets. Quins.com slash tickets. That's the Mets. The Mets. It's not the Yankees. It's even worse. It's the Mets. The Yankees were here. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, the Yankees are already here. My bad. The yeah. reeling replace everything <laughs> yeah, I said Mets. with. It doesn't matter. With it's Mets. Exactly, yeah. That's exactly right. It doesn't matter. <laughs> They're both going to fire a bunch of people and uh, <laughs> exactly. light a bunch of dollar bills on fire. So, all right. Uh, there's your inside information about your favorite Minnesota sports teams here on this Thursday scoop and reckless speculation session.